That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Andrew Dice. And I am Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the Minute, a mission to rewatch, re experience, re engage, rewind the seminal, can we call it a seminal film? Uh, I guess. <laughs> In a certain sense. I mean, whatever you describe it, somebody's going to tell you you were too aggressive and someone's going to tell you that you weren't aggressive enough. That's true. And that is a perfect encapsulation of why we continue to talk about this movie. I believe this episode we are moving on to minute five, which is, I think it contains the leap from what you would call like prologue to the window that the current era, I guess you would say, the present day of yeah. these films. Yeah, well, it 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 reaches the point where yeah, it's very much a page turning moment, like almost in a very literal right. way. Um, oh wow! Yeah, and and it's very kind of very defining of the entire moment too. This is I I feel like seeing initial reactions. This is the minute of the movie where um, <laughs> a lot of people kind of were decided on how they were going to feel about everything else that happened in the next couple hours yes we will be able to pin that down to the moment uh, (laughs) because it is uh, one of 60 contained so without further ado let's get to minute five in the dream they took me to the light a beautiful lie i i have to point out one of the things that i I, I don't know if I noticed it before, but I definitely noticed that going by minute by uh, minute by minute is that we talked so much about Christopher Nolan's movies and the moment in this when like the the parallel between Bruce and the cave in Batman Begins and Bruce in the cave here is yeah. most visceral. That's yeah, when we that. get the executive produced by Christopher Nolan. Yeah, that was my thought exactly for that scene also. And like with all of... With all the credits, my, my question is always, you know, who who decides what goes where? But yeah, it's very fitting for, for him to be at the moment. That's like the most kind of reminiscent of why he's even being credited in this movie in the first place. Yeah, exactly. And if you if you froze like that frame that is, you know, two or three seconds into this, I, like I think it's the actual like literal frame that the names Christopher Nolan and Emma Thomas come up over. It could be from Batman Begins. Like you would, right. your brain would tell you it's from the beginning of the movie. Right. The big takeaway from these past minutes for me is that a movie like Batman v Superman and Man of Steel, which are kind of painted with these ideas of macho or like testosterone fueled stuff, uh, you know, that that is kind of more sophomoric. Well, they, people like to call it like toxic masculinity or sure. I had another another take on that. But yeah, but that's a, a big thing that kind of revolves around these to an extent. Yeah, and it is funny to think, pairing just the parts we've seen up against Nolan's Batman, Nolan's Batman is the one where your father failed to act. You know, it is it is about willpower. It is oh, about yeah. to protect your family. It is about being physically strong and being trained and everything. And in Snyder's vision of Batman, it's the world where Thomas was the big strong, was, you know, like testosterone incarnate in... <laughs> 
<laughs> right. in the the actor, you know, right down to the casting where he does have the will to act and he throws the punch and he gets shot for it because obviously this is the real world. Don't try to attack your mugger if they have mm-hmm. a gun in your face, right? Like this is not fantasy land. This is, this is real. He got killed and the mother got killed. And now we are diving into how awful everything that happened is. Well, it's almost like it's a commentary on that will to act, like the... The idea of it. Yeah, like, oh, if this is your ideal of, like, what a man should be, look what he, you know, it's kind of Thomas's fault. Yeah, (laughs) and and it, like, the idea of acting, the idea of being aggressive and doing what must be done is, like, poisoned. You know, by like, well, it could also be a horrible mistake. <laughs> you know, that mm-hmm. there's there's nothing heroic or noble inherent in it. And I like that we shift from that into this scene, which is almost like, because I think you would probably agree, this is like one of the last times that we can even get a parallel this strong. Because we're yeah. moving on from the origin story after this, like... Well, there there are a couple, actually, I think. But but it's, it's not... It, it's very concentrated in the first few minutes, and the other times yeah. that it comes up, it's more, it's, it's, it's like a couple moments that are, you know, a couple hours into the film. Yeah. So we'll get to that next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll stick with, uh, with this minute for now, which feels like we're going to make mention of a few other Batman movies or even the Batman story. Cause I feel real dumb. We kind of talked about how, you know, it doesn't, didn't matter how many times you said this was a different Batman. It couldn't have been enough. This minute, I always feel like, oh, right. Every time <laughs> right. I go back and watch it, but we'll get there. The minute actually begins after the, the credits and that with, <laughs> I have to ask you and be honest now, what did you think the first time that Bruce's f- shoes started to be lifted up into the air by the swarm of bats flying upward? Um... I'm not going to lie, there was a a brief moment where I wondered just what Zack Snyder had done with the Batman mythology. (laughs) It was brief because um, I think it clears itself up very quickly. But as my brain is kind of trying to orient with what exactly is going on, there was very, there was definitely a quick, oh, wait, does he think that Batman needs powers in order to fight Superman? Yeah, and I, you know, yeah, I, even I would never say... Yeah, pose, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's over so quickly, you know, because immediately Batman kind of jumps in and is, yeah, you get the voiceover that says, in my dream, they took me to the light. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so for everyone listening, I did not walk away from this thinking that was the case that was just me trying to (laughs) put the puzzle pieces together yeah i had like a split second i remember my experience was and maybe this is kind of what informed my viewing of it so strongly was that when that started happening and he started rising i thought okay i'm gonna wait for a little bit and like i'm going Mm -hmm. to let this play out because the tone of this prologue has been so not what I expected it to be that my reaction was almost, okay, what are you doing here? And it was treated as this incredible moment of literal ascension, right? And yes. this, it, it was a more, um, like it was a more artistic and poetic and visually <laughs> inventive, I guess, presentation of like the idea of Batman coming into Bruce's life, you know, whether it's the bat flies into the window or, you know, like this, this kind of imagery of him being delivered almost right by, oh, this is the mission that my life will take. Yes. Well, and it's, it's a weird juxtaposition too, because he is telling us that what we are watching 
he literally says, in my dream, so A, it's a dream. Yeah. They took me to the light, a beautiful lie. And so and so it's just a really weird thing to, to put that on the screen and say, oh, by the way, what you're watching is not true. Yeah. Which is a really w- interesting way to end. I remember like the pre, the, the embargo lifted for social and, you know, the chaos kind of ensued when, when people started talking about the movie before everyone else could see it. But one thing I remember a bunch of people said was, oh, the introduction, you know, Zack Snyder always nails the introduction. And so there's a lot of speculation over, you know, oh, is it a Batman Origins version of, like, the Watchmen introduction? Like, are we going Mm. to go through panel by panel Batman's history, fighting all these different supervillains and finding out about his backstory? And and that would have been interesting, and I'm sure Zack would have done a great job with that because well, yeah yeah that's you know that's that's what he's good at but they took such a different direction with it to just to you know we we are we are on the fifth minute here and and the majority of that was spent on the Waynes walking half a block and getting shot <laughs> <laughs> in slow motion yeah. and and then they end it with you know that's the Batman origin right we, yeah. we all know the Batman origin and then it gets to the end of it and and then Batman tells us it's a lie. This was the dream. And, and you know, we, we, we keep on comparing to, to Batman Begins or, you know, any other Batman story. But we know how this story goes, right? Batman's parents are murdered. He, he trains to become a vigilante and he works from the shadows and he fights crime and he struggles with his inner demons and, and whatever. But he always kind of holds to this ideal. Yeah. And so now he's here saying that's the version of the story you know that's not the way things happened. Maybe that will be um, – because I feel like you you alluded to the fact that by – like in the space of Bruce's feet being lifted off and him saying in the dream, probably 70% of the people who walked into the theater expecting to hate it had all the evidence they needed. Right, yeah. You know, like, oh, okay, this is stupid. This is some fantasy, etc. And he, when he says in the dream – not many people are going to say, oh, oh, I was wrong. Yeah. You know, I need to, and on a, not not to like say there's a right way to watch the movie. I'm connecting back to what I said. I looked at this and thought, I don't know what is being driven at here. So I'm going to wait and trust that it makes sense. Yeah. And then I needed to wait a total of like 12 seconds and then, oh, okay, perfect. But- this is the dream. This would be Bruce's completely symbolic dream. Yeah. But even even then, you don't. Ha- so he tells you it's a lie, and you and you sort of have that information to work with. But I feel like until you've seen the entire movie and know just you know what does he mean when he says it's a lie, it yeah. takes a couple hours before you kind of realize like, oh, <laughs> he never rose. Yeah, or. Or, or he didn't stay risen or, you know, we're getting this from him. It's a, it, how reliable is the narrator? And he's looking back on his life and saying it was all, you know, 20 years in Gotham. I was lying to myself. Yeah, I was lying to myself. We're criminals, Alfred. We always have been. Yeah. You know, to skip forward a few minutes. It's, it's like a very potent callback to, it's a very meta comment to make. Batman says, you know, here it is. I, I was, like we talked about, falling, literally. Everything was falling, falling, falling at that point in my life. And then the bats lifted me up, but we both... We all know they did. Yeah. I never moved beyond this. I never I'm outgrew still it. down in the this, cave. I did not yeah. get lifted out of that and cave. And it, it really nicely, when you examine it like that, it establishes this Bruce as almost like a post-Bruce. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like he is old enough to look back and say I, <laughs> the things I told myself about what I was doing weren't true. Yeah. And I, I, that almost um, it's it's deeply troubling. Like it's it's a deeply disappointing thing for for any Batman fan who likes that quote unquote lie. Mm-hmm. Right. That that this is what gave his life purpose. When in reality, what he's saying is I'm old enough now to, to realize I was, you know, I was in the gutter and this was my my fix. It's going to work or not work for any Batman fan, you know, as much as they like. But I think maybe this moment doesn't get enough credit for stating from the outset, this is a different approach to this character. This is one, you know, that is kind of going to dispel a lot of the heroic ideas that we put around this. And I think it works because we've just been shown something horrifying yeah right that that happened to this little kid is you know in the words of scott snyder like it's one of the worst things that could ever happen to a child yeah so rather than saying so the story goes i fell into the well and found the bats and they carried me into the light and gave my life meaning and i we all know that's not true you know like the psychological is and, that and, coping mechanism yeah exactly the the movement to be like well actually you know he spends his entire life on the streets punching people and and hitting people and all the gadgets in the world can't cover that up it's like the one of my favorite lines i choose the comic the comic escapes me right now it might even be the um frank miller's like return to to the uh Batman and Robin, but oh, All Star Batman and Robin. It might be I can't remember, but for the sake of continuing the conversation, the <laughs> where he says about Superman, the difference between him and Bruce is that deep down below everything, Clark is fundamentally a good person, and I'm not. Oh, or is it, I think that might be Hush. Is it okay? I want it to be. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm not 100. percent So we'll we'll get called out for that. Yeah, know, but but that is it. the thing, right? <laughs> is is they should be opposites meeting in the middle. Right. Yeah. It, it shouldn't be we are fundamentally the same guy trying to do the same thing. So Right. Or what I always think of in a similar vein with with this movie, but like especially this moment is and I I should have had it written down, it'd be great to, to read, but the um Alan Moore's intro to The Dark Knight Returns, or when he wrote the foreword for Frank Miller for that book. Mm-hmm. And in in larger brushstrokes, since I don't remember the exact quote, oh right, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He talks about these icons sort of evolving and how you don't change who they are fundamentally. You know, we have all the components of Batman here. None of them. Yeah. The recipe wasn't changed at all. The difference is that they just kind of peeled back that layer to say, no, 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 let's let's take an honest look at this. Mm-hmm. This guy is actually messed up. This is Very, actually yeah. a lie that he's, you know, that this is a healthy way <laughs> for him to to deal with his trauma. Yeah, that's and that like goes to the biggest, the most awful takeaway in like a discussion of Batman v Superman is people who discuss the Dark Knight Returns as if Batman is meant to be the hero of that story. Yes. When it is like intentionally showing the the bad reality Which of is this stuff. Really odd to me also because I feel like I I hate the argument of well those are the same people that say X Y and Z because that's it's inductive reasoning and it's not always true. Sure. But there seems to be a correlation between the people that that say you know Frank Miller doesn't get Batman but then also say batman is a fascist why do we treat him like a hero yeah or they say batman is a millionaire um or bruce wayne is a millionaire why doesn't he save gotham that w- that way yeah instead of dressing up the like story's a bat. not about that yeah well it's funny because <laughs> right? like, well that's that's exactly what the story is telling it's it's yeah. basically satire it's meant to be yeah like i think that it's kind of the and this line 
a beautiful lie. Yes. Is meant to say, you know, it would be so nice if that were true. Yeah. But we know that... <laughs> I, Wouldn't this it be is not... great if I was Adam West? Wouldn't that exactly, be awesome? Yes. Carrying gigantic bombs, you know, over my head to save Gotham City. But That would be so much nicer than what we're about to see. In the dream, they took me to the light, a beautiful lie. It, I, I, like a beautiful lie is, you know, referred to by name a lot because it is, but I don't think it is given the weight that simplifies down. Right. Well, that's also the title of Batman's theme song right? for this movie, which, um, you know, kind of drives that point home. The whole point of this Batman is the beautiful lie of, you know, you, he is a fallen person and, um, yeah. and you can't hide that. Yeah. Bats were not his way out of his problems. Yeah. <laughs> they were just an excuse to stay there. Yeah, that doesn't seem like an, a, a controversial thing to say, but <laughs> mm. when you put it in a movie like this, it really riled, riles people up. The only other note I, I have from this section is I'm always struck by how much this kid looks like a bat <laughs> when we're like four and a half minutes into the movie. Like it is actually uncanny how I wouldn't even know you could get a silhouette of a person to look that much like a bat with oh, the ears and everything. Oh, like the, um, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's, I mean, that's, yeah, I was, I thought you meant his, his face and I, I was not sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this poor kid. No. Yeah, I was like, oh, I have, I no, I have not noticed him looking like a bat. No. Yeah, well, and it, it's great because it's not, I don't know, it's it's the it's the bat symbol. And so it's it's another one of those instances that I should get a sound effect or something of the, is it too subtle or too on the nose? You yeah. know, take your pick. <laughs> then we get our, like you said, the literal page turn. We get a fade to white on, I think that's on a beautiful eye. And yeah. then we get the text, well, the, which... The sound kind of drowns out. You get a little kind yeah, of yeah, a, yeah. a pitch and... Uh, this moment, I think the bat rising was it was a big deal for me seeing it the first time. But I remember this moment was when I said, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep." Oh man, I, it's it's hard it's hard to put into words how much I adore with like the every fiber of my being the line "Mankind is introduced to the Superman." Yeah, like <laughs> I, that. I remember sitting in my seat in the theater and thinking I am being told a story by a storyteller. Yes. That, that realism is not the goal here. Well, and you go from the black with like, the, uh, there's like the white spot in the middle of yeah. them rising. And then and it's just all white. I remember seeing it in IMAX and, and the going from the dark to the all white is just, it's a very like a purifying, like this is something different now. Yeah. And it, it's playing with, I know that it's playing with the audience ever since they went from the Mines of Moria in the Fellowship of the Ring to the, to the bright sunlight outside. It's meant to make you cry because <laughs> it is meant to get that physical response from people seeing it in a theater. Mm -hmm. And this feels like the same one because you can almost like, you don't hear the THX sound effect. You yeah. almost like feel it as the, as the light comes up to the point where you are blinded to a, a state of almost being disoriented mm -hmm. and then that's exactly the kind of scene you're brought into yeah well and and it, for a title card also because remember we we know what that means already we saw that movie mm -hmm. we know what it means for mankind to be introduced to the superman and so to present it as that way and you think back at wait we've seen this part already this is when everyone in metropolis dies <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is yeah this is the 
it almost has like a Cloverfieldy type, you know, like designation to it. Yeah, well, they're playing on the sort of alien invasion thing mm-hmm. that that Man of Steel picked up on, but it's got a a is he our friend or enemy approach to it, and um, and and we know that it's playing on that because we know just how much destruction is about to happen because um um yeah because it was in the the previous movie yeah and that that we we only have a few seconds of the the wayne uh logo emblazoned on the underside of a helicopter landing we get like i think a split second of me focusing on the helicopter before you then realize that we are in the thick of it with fighter jets Yes. And missiles flying behind this. <laughs> Powerful image. Uh, I don't know if we have much to say other than the fact that, that you pointed out the <laughs> keeping track of how the minutes work. Bruce falling to start this yeah. minute, ending it with the the firing of missiles that we know are not going to be all that effective. Right, I guess. exactly. But there's still the, yeah, there, it punctuates the transition from, from this minute into the next, which which seems to be a pattern. If I, I do have, I have my question here, uh, if we have nothing else to say about this no, helicopter. No, my, <laughs> my only comment was, I, I guess I don't have a good answer to it, but is there a reason why the Wayne logo is on the bottom of a helicopter other than to inform the audience that it's Bruce Wayne's helicopter? <laughs> That is an excellent. That is an excellent question. I can't even imagine. I like that this question will now live in perpetuity. People will now have to go to Google and search. Do they put right. logos on the bottom of helicopters? The question I have is d- d- rewinding. You know, eight seconds. What is Bruce's dream? Because he he refers to it as if it is a recurring dream. Yeah. And I was trying to think: is is his dream after his parents' funeral? tied specifically to the bat or are we are we to understand that all of this imagery because we talked a lot about how the the shooting and everything was dreamlike and slowed down and like it was you know unable to stop the momentum of what was coming because if all of that is intended to be the dream that he is having you know and if the rest of the movie emphasizes that he continues to have issues with dreams you know blurring the line between his trauma in real life and his trauma when he sleeps then the use of that martha and him seeing his life spent as batman as wasted or not uh, the rise that he lied to himself and told himself it was then that whole link the significance of envisioning that as martha and his Uh, like I guess you would say cynicism now about what he did because of it becomes a whole lot more important to everything he does after this scene. Yeah, that's a good point. I always took it, I guess not more literally, but more specifically that he he says in the dream, they took me to the light. And so my understanding was always that he was just referring to the idea of Batman. Um, You know, to skip forward a couple hours, you get Superman says Superman was never real. He was the dream of a farmer from Kansas. And so I kind of always took this as Batman's parallel to that of Batman was never real. He was just the dream of a hurting orphan. Yeah, that's and I did for for most of that time, too. It was it was only in breaking this down by the minute I asked, like, what what delineating thing would separate? Because even from the very beginning, right, it is like we open with the funeral. So this whole thing is. Yeah, yeah. well, and there's yeah, I think we've probably broken it down enough for this specific minute. But I will say there is another Martha dream later in the movie and I think maybe we can come back to this when we get there. Excellent. You know what? I'll take you up on that, Stephen, because I think we are done discussing Minute 5 of Batman v Superman. Spoiler alert, this is the first episode that we are recording after having launched 
the podcast. Yeah. So we have so seen... no mistakes going forward. <laughs> we know what we are doing. Yep. We have it all figured out. <laughs> Smooth sailing from, and, from yeah. here, here on forward. <laughs> and... Uh, so, yeah. So thank you to the people who, who have decided to hopefully join us on, on just an ungodly like yeah. length thing that is crazy to think about. And I'm sure will only get crazier, but um, people who are, who are enjoying it and appreciating it and listening along. Uh, I know that that means a lot to both of us. Yeah. I was expecting, you know, there's a, there's a popular enough kind of community around this movie that I, you know, I knew there'd be a few people that, that were really into it, but I'm genuinely surprised by just, just how many people have been engaging with us and commenting on, uh, on the episodes and kind of discussing some of the points with us. So I'm, uh, I'm really excited to, you know, it's a lot less daunting to face these 180 minutes knowing that, uh, we've got some other fans (laughs) to talk about it with. (laughs) Yeah, true. We're not just sending this out into the void. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, fair enough. I think the, the release schedule of Monday and Friday is working so far. So mm-hmm. the plan is to stick with that as to begin and end your week. Already where the minutes are ending is, is pretty interesting. And obviously everyone who listens to podcasts knows subscribing on iTunes and giving five-star reviews is a great way to get the podcast seen. However, for something like this, I feel like recommending it to, to someone you know who would enjoy this kind of look at, at a movie or this movie would probably be like the best way yeah. of, of spreading the amount of people that are talking about it even if it's just for like one or two episodes and then you know go back and watch the movie um we're, well, we're like happy we say like we say about the movie itself i feel like it only takes a couple minutes <laughs> probably to know what you're getting from uh, yeah from this also so hopefully hopefully it's a good good couple minutes i know people have been um i really appreciate the response so far but yeah, yeah. definitely tell people kind of spread it around yeah, and then I'm and I'm not making these. Uh, you can follow us the the podcast on Twitter at BVS by the minute and enjoy some uh, more challenging than it looks um, <laughs> episode <laughs> artwork to go along with and get notified of of new episodes when they go up there. Yeah, one thing is um, we when we tweet it out, we're tweeting out the iTunes link. I know a few people have asked, are we available for people that don't have have iPhones? If you have another podcast app on your phone that should redirect i use pocket casts and so i know mine redirects to that but if not we are in google podcast you know we're in stitcher we're in you know if you just have a podcast app and search for us we should we should show up there if not let us know and we'll gladly send you the uh the uh, rss feed to to subscribe well and on that note i suppose we're done with minute five uh in which case i'll say that i'm really really hoping i had a dream that this movie would finally bring jimmy olsen (laughs) into the dc movie universe as the hero i know him to be but uh a beautiful lie miss lane miss lane Jimmy Olsen, photographer. You! Come on, no, no! No! It's okay, Lord. Ila and Tuntarayan and Aqua General. Ile Turagat inna da Kagatana Tim. I can't even imagine. I like that this question will now live in pooper. In poop. No, no. You're putting that at the end of this episode. I- <laughs> in poopatuity. <laughs>